Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. Eagles are good, man. That game, like, that game sucked. It felt, fluky's not the right word. Because I think if Brock Purdy is healthy, I still think the Eagles win that game by double digits. I think I think you were right uh, in your handicap of the game. But even after the Purdy injury on the first possession, they still tied it at seven, and it was tied midway through the second quarter. And then it just felt like everything that could go wrong went wrong for the Niners. And they will revisit the third quarterback as an extra roster spot, the emergency quarterback who could be activated there because that became embarrassing that they were down two and three touchdowns and they didn't have anyone who could throw the damn ball down the field. It felt like we were watching a game that should have just been called. Like they should have just thrown in the white towel. It did not feel like an NFC championship game to me in the second half. Well, it felt like that game that Denver had during COVID where their entire quarterback room had the virus and they had to go with that wide receiver from Wake Forest. Kendall Hinton. Uh, Let me say this about that whole situation. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is the gold standard when it comes to the new age offensive uh, scheming and play calling and designing and sequencing of plays and all those things that even the lay cop, even the lay NFL fan is aware of and gives him credit for his big game coaching, I think leaves a lot to be desired. And I really was embarrassed for him that of all he has this you know look it's a situation where it's the worst case scenario plays out you're down two quarterbacks one has one one guy's an elbow injury and the other guy's a concussion what do you do i thought he would have a better break glass in case of emergency option than let's just have brock purdy hand the ball off the rest of the game you are kyle shanahan You've used Debo Samuel at running back. Your team traded for Christian McCaffrey and brought out the jack-of-all-trades in him even better than he was before in Carolina. You're getting beat handily. You don't have anything up your sleeve in that situation. I mean, he literally just waved the white flag. It was like, I don't want to put one of these guys at quarterback because I think it's unfair to them. Almost like he was thinking about the big picture with them and thought it was like, well, what if Christian McCaffrey gets injured playing quarterback in this game? Am I going to be able to be okay with that? That's kind of how I looked at it. Like you got I'll, no. I'll take, I'll take it one step further. 
I thought he should have done it before Josh Johnson got hurt. Dude, he couldn't field a snap. He couldn't field a snap. Well, that was the turning point of the game when he dropped that shotgun snap that was right back to him. But he, but he mishandled a couple of other ones. Like it no was, doubt. Like I, I, what you're saying is at the very least work that in. Yeah, like wildcat is like a wrinkle. I agree with you hundred percent on that. I, I, I tweeted it. I, I when, when it was John Johnson and he kept he, he when he messed up his second snap. I was like wildcat time. Like we just I wasn't saying necessarily the entire game, but we had to see it at some point. And man. You talk about, like, worst-case scenario. It was more than that with just the quarterback injury. Their defense looked incredible until it, like, there was just so many things that went against them that eventually, you know, the they they broke. But they held them on the first drive of the game. Yes. Devontae Smith did not catch the ball. Yeah. And, and he misses the challenge. And I know that's so not- in order of blame on that, I go Niners 1. And I go NFL too. I don't think that they're blameless here. I think that we've got to figure out what's going on. They've got to have, I think, a black and white policy on when they get this sky judge or whatever the hell it is involved in place. Because sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. They showed the replay too late. They showed the replay that was definitive after the play had already happened. But... Maybe, like, I would get got on this at some point. But if I was an NFL head coach and the dude was sprinting the ball to to the center of the field and putting his fists together for the the quick huddle signal, when in doubt, throw the challenge flag. Like, maybe they're – like, I don't think they're trying to fake you out into losing a first-quarter challenge. That was such a massive play. That's a seven. That's a seven point play. That's what it, right. It was. It was fourth and six from around <coughs> midfield, and it's a forty something yard play down inside the ten yard line. That ends up being a seven point play. And the one thing, and we talked about this on Thursday, and I talked about it on the shows this week. The way that Brock Purdy could go into Philly and win was he had to play with a lead. But my point he had is- to play with a lead. But my point is, in the next game, in the AFC Championship game, we saw Kadarius Toney to the naked eye. It looked like he made a touchdown reception. It looked like it got ruled a touchdown reception. And then, okay, here comes the challenge flag. But they're like, wait, you don't need to challenge this. We've already ruled it incomplete. So how does that happen in one game and not the other? That's what I hate. It's inconsistent. I, I agree with you completely. I agree that the NFL uh, bears responsibility here. And then, but just, I mean, Sirianni then on the next possession, and this one was much easier, but he was all over it. On, the Purdy play. On the, on, on the Purdy play. And it was just like they were off and running. Like one coach was totally comfortable and making all the right calls. And the other coach was paralyzed by fear. And the... I actually, it, 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 I, I just felt let down. Like if, if, if the chiefs game lived up to the hype, that game, I don't feel like I saw a representative game. I don't believe that the Eagles are 24 points better 
than the Niners. I think that was an outlier wow. performance because of a bunch of things that happened. And I agree. I agree that you were on the right side of it. And I agree that Philly was the better team. And that was the right side of the game. I'm not saying that they didn't deserve to win, but I do not think that they are 24 points better than the Niners. Well, I agree with what Greg Rosenthal tweeted and when he said that it reminded him of 2010 when Cutler went out and Caleb Haney had to come in like for the Bears against the Packers. And like from that moment on, it just felt like you were watching the inevitable one team was absolutely going to win the game. The other team was going to lose. They had no hope. I mean, this is not Drew Bledsoe coming off the bench for Tom Brady and throwing touchdown passes right. in the AFC Championship game 20 years ago. Um, you know, I actually think that Philadelphia needs the two weeks here to get one major part of their offense fixed, and that's the Hurts to A.J. Brown connection. Because for as great as their defense is, and for as much as they control the line of scrimmage, and uh, Fox flashed the graphic about how they're setting all these records for rushing touchdowns and stuff, uh, I don't think they're going to beat the Chiefs if A.J. Brown is in witness protection in this game. I don't. Uh, I think at some point they're going to need to call upon that to win when you're going score for score, tit for tat with Mahomes. So it's almost like these two playoff games, things have come offensively too easily for the Eagles. Like they've blown out the opposition in both games. But in regards to their offense, I don't like, I'm not watching it thinking, oh man, like they're a force to be reckoned with. They still don't look like they did around the midpoint of the season offensively in my opinion I don't think Hertz looks fully healthy that's when he and he keeps saying it I mean every report right before kickoff is I talked to Jalen Hurts and he told me he's less than 100 percent they're doing that like crazy well because he, he just the running game man I was I was shocked I, I said it on the pod after the divisional round that he was running, but he didn't look like he really wanted to run. Um, and I know that it's like you got to be smart and slide and go out of balance and all of that. But it looked like he was being overly cautious. And it was the same thing today. Um, and it was 150-something passing yards, and they kicked the shit out of him, and he had the rushing touchdown, and they schemed up great runs for Sanders, and it was a blowout, and it was super comfortable. But, yeah, I'm not convinced at all that that part of his game, which is what makes him truly special, is back. But I'm also not – they're going to be able to run on the Chiefs, and we will do plenty of Super Bowl preview. Their roster is just so good. Like, Lane Johnson had an incredible day to get, day against Bosa. and I After and I, he tore his groin last week again. Yeah. He, but it, that was, and I know Bosa was hurt, and he was playing at less than 100% speaking of like the comedy of errors thing for how San Francisco started the game, the Devontae yeah. Smith play, then the Purdy play, spiked. then the Bosa injury all within the first like eight minutes of the first quarter. It was comical how, how bad that was for the Niners. But um, I don't know. You just like look across the board at the Eagles and it's definitely the best offensive line in football. It's definitely the best secondary in football. Uh, it's one of the best wide receiver duos in football. It's a top three MVP. Look candidate at the names. <coughs> Look at the names 
They have on their defensive line, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Linval Joseph, Indomitian Sue, Hassan Reddick, Javon Hargrave, Jordan Davis. I mean, it's ridiculous. They, tra- they, they traded are. for Robert Quinn, who had 17 and a half sacks last year, and just don't use him, and then he got hurt, and they don't care. Yeah. Like, it just it just didn't matter. They, um, they, look, everybody says the cheat code is that you win with a quarterback on a rookie contract, but they have made, look at their picks, look who they've hit on, look at their free agent signings. I mean, they have just done a masterful job of building an entire team. Howie Roseman, man, he's got to be, he's got to be the best general manager in football because they kept saying, because I watched the NFC Championship game at my producer's house and then I drove home. And so I left with like eight minutes left in the game to be sure that I was home in time for kickoff of the AFC Championship game because it was such a blowout. And so I was listening to Kevin Harlan on Westwood One and they kept talking about like the Eagles are going back to the Super Bowl. They're going back to the Super Bowl. And I was like, I hadn't even like considered that in the lead up to the game. Because it's a different coach and quarterback. Like, I know Jason Kelsey is there. I know there's a few guys uh, that that cross over with both teams. But it's it's inc- that's not normal. It's incredible to replace a coach and a quarterback and go to two Super Bowls in a six-year span. That is, that is not how it is supposed to be well, done. Well, look at the roster building when they won their last one. They had a quarterback that was in the MVP race who got injured, yep. and a backup came in, and they won. That's yep. not supposed to happen. No. And, I mean, this, dude, you mentioned all the dudes on the defensive line. Darius Slay, right? Gardner Johnson at safety. Uh, Bradbury they signed Brad, who got Brad cut Barry, by the Giants. Maddox. Like, well, yeah, how about – so I'll give you another example. Landon Dickerson, their left guard, who was a second-round pick, who had like a weird knee thing. He was at Alabama, and that's why he dropped into the second round. There were some people like Brian Baldinger said he was the best offensive lineman in that class on tape, but they get him in the second round. He gets hurt in this game, and they're like, all right, here comes Andre Dillard. First-round pick off the bench to play guard. Like it's a right. It's a and their offensive line, right? So you have you have Lane Johnson, best right tackle, you have Jason Kelsey, best center, you have Mylotta, Pro Bowler, and Dickerson, Pro Bowler. Yeah, Mylotta's a guy that they just a massive human being who they just developed. That's crazy. It yeah, it's the roster is is stacked. Okay, so you wanna 